we spoke about some of the fundamental concepts and disputes in the realm of Basa B'chalad and Taruvais. We spoke about Min B'minoi, the Machlekes, if it's Batal B'rayv, or never Batal. We spoke about the concept of Tam Ke'ikr, and the fun, we left off discussing the concept of Chaticha Nasa Nevela. The Chaticha, that the peace, that becomes the Isser itself. What does that mean? So in the realm of Basa B'chalav, that means if you had milk and meat that were cooked together, so we're going to talk about meatballs today. So you had a meatball that had some cheese in it, and that meatball subsequently fell into something else. So halachically, you need bitto against the entire piece. Everyone agrees to that. That's called chaticha nasa nevela, which in English means the piece became the iser. The chaticha nasa nevela. We're going to use the acronym chanan, ches nonon, chanan. That's how those that learn Yeridea refer to it as chaticha nasa nevela. Next week, we'll discuss in, in the other halachas, not by Basar B'chalav, in, in uh, Shari Surim, the halachas of Chaticha Nas Nevela, where we're Machmer, where we're Meiko, many ramifications in commercial kashras. We spoke about yogurt companies and, and um, canned beans. We'll talk about uh, apple juice, all different types of uh, discussions regarding Chaticha Nas Nevela. So that's coming up next week. We just used it as an introduction to, to Simon Sadi Beis. So Simon Sadi Beis is what many will learn over the course of a few months. This is the real lambdas of, of Basar B'chalav is found in Simen Sadi Beis, based on the Gemaras in, um, in Kalabasar and Chulun. We're just going to go through it one sif at a time. So let's look at Sif Aleph. So we'll give the case. Sif Aleph really is, imagine someone's cooking on their stovetop and there's a large family, they're cooking for two, two different uh, eaters. You have the Fleshik eaters and the Milchik eaters. Everybody's hungry. And this kitchen only has one one stovetop, and there's a hot dairy, uh, we're called cream of broccoli soup on one burner, boiling hot. And someone's making Chinese uh, beef, Chechuan beef. They take out a piece of meat, and whoops, it dropped into the broccoli soup, the cream of broccoli soup, very dairy cream of broccoli soup. So the truth is, most of the shots that people get is when people are nervous in the kitchen or they're middle, they're doing three things at the same time. That's when these things happen. So let's talk about our case. That's the case for the first few minutes. We have a small piece of uh, beef from the uh, beef and broccoli dish fell right into the hot pot of milchik soup. So what's the halacha? So we're going to talk about the pot and let's say you stir the spoon. We'll talk about that later in a different shear. Right now, let's talk about the soup. Well, before we even talk about the soup, we should talk about the piece of meat. So everyone would agree the piece of meat is definitely us, sir. That meat fell into a vat of milk. That milk is, uh, you're not going to have 60 times meat to milk. It's a small piece of meat. Okay, the meat is over. Nobody's going to assume the meat is fine. The question is, what do we do regarding the, the soup? Is the soup, can you eat the soup? So we would say, well, let's measure if we have bittel. If we have bittel, we spoke about bittel b'shishim last week, uh, two weeks ago. So if you have bittel, you could eat the soup, you know, throw out the piece of meat and, and eat the rest of the soup. If you don't have bittel, you cannot, you cannot eat the, the, the soup. So that's really, that's, that's a very straightforward case. And, uh, and we'll talk about some of the uh, interesting questions that the Mechaber addresses. Just by the way, in last week's parsha, one of the Mechaber that the Gemara brings that we know bittel works when it comes to when it comes to uh, meat or, or nevela. 
So the Pasik says, by the Nazir, the carbon that the Nazir brought was a Zraya, and the Tyrek refers to it as Beshela. It's a Zraya Beshela. It's it's a cooked Zraya. The Gemara says that they would actually cook it. So the, the Gemara brings a Raya from there that even though the the Nazir is a Zar, he's not allowed to eat the Zraya. He's allowed to eat the rest of the animal. I this bleus of of um of kachim 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 halacha is that it's batul it's batul it's batul b'shishim or batul b'meya the gemara says that's one of the rayas for for bittel okay let's see the mechaber the mechaber says like this simon tzadi beis sifalav kazai is basur shnafel asech yarish chalav so you have this uh, chechuan beef falls onto the into the pot of milk chalav reseach the pot of a uh, cream soup so what do you do again the mechaber stays true to his opinion. The guy tastes it, and that's all you need. If the Nachri says it tastes like meat, Asura, it's Asur from Lav. If the Nachri says, I don't taste any meat in here, so then Mutaris will be Mutaris. Even if you know that there's less than 60 times that amount, that's the Machaber's opinion throughout throughout uh, Yeridea Tarubais. Now, that piece itself is Asura, is Asur. Why? Because you're not going to have 60 times that milk. That piece of meat is going to be usher itself. Now, the question is, the milk went into this piece of meat. So why don't we say that subsequently, at some point, you have this piece of meat in the, in the, in the, in the soup. So very nice, I have 60 times milk to meat, but milk went into this beef and it subsequently came out. What does it taste like? I don't know. It has a taste of milk and a taste of meat. And there's no way for a nachri to taste it and detect if it has treif milk or kosher milk. There is milk in this mixture that, ha- that is called basar b'chala. The milk that went into the meat, that original splash that, that got absorbed in this uh, Chechuan beef. So that original uh, milk that went in there is usher milk. It's called basar b'chala. So how do I know if I have bitl against it? So if you're an Ashkenazi, the Ramah, we're going to see, well, if you have Shishim, you're good to go. But the Mechaber is saying, even if I don't have Shishim, as long as the Nachri cannot detect any taste, there will be no issue. So what do you do in this case? So this is really based on the Gemara. The Mechaber continues. When did I say that you can rely on the taste of the Nachri? That's only It only works if you remove the piece of meat quickly, like you're sitting over the fire, or quickly grab it out, you know, the, the three-second rule, you quickly grab it, and you removed it before it was able to spit out the chal of shabala that it absorbed. What does that mean? Before the pot rested from the boil. But as long as it's still boiling, we assume that no bleus have transferred. What would be the case if you if you met, if you missed your window? If you didn't grab it right away, so then it's able to spit out the chal of shabala. Even if the nachri says I taste it, I don't taste any meat. Vein boy tam clown doesn't have any taste of meat or any taste at all. Aser elam kain yesh boy shisha. Meaning sixty times that amount. As we mentioned before, that the milk that would get absorbed into that piece of meat that got cooked together tastes like milk. But it's called basar b'chalav. That has a din of basar b'chalav. And therefore, even if you don't uh, detect any meat in your in your milk, that you're, you're tasting milk, but milk is also asr, and therefore you need shishim. And the Ramah points out 
that what the Machaber mentioned regarding the milk coming back out doesn't really make a difference to us because either way, we don't trust a nachri, we don't rely on what the nachri tastes or doesn't taste. We need 60 times anyways in all, in all matters. So what's happening here is the following. The, the Gemara says that, that this only works when it's malarisicho, when it's boiling. So then let's, let's think of it as a two-step process. The meat falls into the pot of soup. There, again, dairy soup, cream of broccoli soup. The meat falls in there. So the initial reaction is the milk going, getting absorbed into the meat and the meat getting absorbed into the milk. Fine. Now, one direction is a problem. The other one's not a problem. The milk going into the meat, that also the meat. Everyone agrees. The meat going into the milk, let's assume you don't taste it. It's not a problem. Now there's a second step. The second step is that subsequently, the milk that got absorbed into the meat is going to go right back in. So... In Lamdus, we would say, do we view this as one big uh, challenge that everything happens at the same time, or is there a sequential process in Bliya's transferring? And what's what's implicit from this Gemara, and this is our Paschning and Shulchan Aruch, is that there's a sequence of events that Bliya's take time to transfer, that it goes in one, one direction, then it will go in another direction. You see this concept in, in uh, Hilchus Malicha, we spoke about that a few weeks ago, when you're salting the meat, it's not going to absorb anything because it's busy spitting out. It's being a uh, poilate. It's not going to be mavlia. It's not going to take anything in. So in a similar way, if you quickly uh, go, take, take the meat out, so then, then it, would, it, would, it would not have the opportunity to spit the milk back in. Now, we're going to see that Achorinim say, Einonubikin. We're not so uh, we're, we're not experts in how quickly this happens that the meat goes in uh, that the milk will get get spit out. What's called shetanua chayyurim erisicha. But either way, there's a, there is a, there is a din down in the mechaber and sifaf. We'll see it plays a role in the subsequent sifim that as long as it's mala erisicha, the bleas only go one way. And if you would take out the meat the, at that point, it would not have the ability to spit the milk back in. Okay, that's Sifalif, very straightforward. So two Yisaitis. Is there, yeah. is there another Nafkamina besides, besides if you take it out uh, right away? Let's say the sequence of events happen all at once. Is there another Nafkamina? Yeah, we'll see in the next Sif. Yeah, sure. Let, um, let's say you don't have Bittal. Yeah, for sure. We're going to see in Sif base. So just to review Sifalif. So we reviewed many things that we learned before. There's a concept of nice that that um, that Tomke Iker. That if the meat would fall in, if you don't have bittel against the milk against the meat, the milk would be usser. And the, the meat that fell in is usser on its own, because it fell right into the milk, that's going to be usser. And we learned that this is Nudin, that that if you're a kadam, if you quickly grab the meat out, then the blee only went one way. It didn't have time to spit it back out. Let's see Sif Bays. Next case. Again, this is also a Gemara. Now we're going to switch it up. We're going to have a pot of meatballs. Okay, so we were in a, a certain a kitchen two minutes ago. We were switching kitchens here. So in this family, there's, they're uh, cooking meatballs on the stove in a sauce. There's meatballs in a sauce. And there's hot milk as well. Hot milk or cold milk wouldn't make a difference probably. So a, a little bit of milk fell into a pot of meat. Now we're going to assume that it landed on one specific meatball. We're going to see the, the different opinions of the Rishayim. Do we consider uh, uh, something that's partially submerged considered totally submerged? 
right? If you think about it, if, if a drop of milk fell into a chalent or, or a chicken soup, so it's one one liquid, it's considered one one liquid, so you'll have bitl easily against it. But here, if it falls on one meatball, not so fast, right? So let's see. So take that meatball out. Again, this is a svarti, the machaber. What do you do? You uh, you would ask a nachri to taste it, and if it doesn't taste like milk, hakol mutter, everything's mutter, meaning the meatball itself is mutter, and of course the rest of the pot is also allowed. Now let's say the nachri says, oh, I taste some milk in here, so then that piece becomes aser. Very simple halacha. You have milk going into meat. Of course, it's us, sir. Again, the Ramah points out for the fourth time we saw already. We don't go with the nachri. So again, the Ramah hammers it home throughout the Aradea. We do not rely on timas nachri. We need shishim la kula asur. The whole thing will be asur. Now, the way that Achronim learned the machaber, and the machaber is saying that let's say you have a case where it became asur nesra oisa chaticha. So the meatball, you're looking at that meatball, you know what it looks like. That meatball is usser. The question is, now that I have a, we'll call it a tray, we'll borrow the term tray, I have a tray for meatball in my pot, why doesn't that go now and ruin the rest of the pot? If I took tray and put it into a pot of food, I would, the whole thing would be usser unless I have bittel. So I have a problem. I have milk that went into the meatball. If it's bottle at that point, there's no further spreading, it's over. But if it's not bottle, I have a piece of, we're going to call it trafe, in my pot. What do I do with this? I have a piece of basar uh, uh, in my pot. So he says like this. We have to measure the entire pot of meatballs. If you measure that everything in the k'dera, all the contents of this pot, from the pieces of meat, all the meatballs, you have vegetables in there, you have peppers and onions, the spices and the, and the sauce. As long as you have this piece is less than 60. It's a 60th. So then we have bitl. So what do you do? The piece itself is asur, right? You can't eat that piece because that piece of, of that meatball itself, right? We know we have a simon on that meatball, that uh, well-done meatball. That one is, uh, that one we know is a problem. But the rest of the pot as long as I have 60 times that amount, that's fine. Vasha mutter. The rest of it would be mutter. Now, let's take a pause. What do we see from here, by the way? We learn, again, chaticha nasa right? If we don't hold a chaticha nasa so then all I need is 60 times the, dro- the original drop of milk, right? I need 60 times, 60 parts of my, in the whole pot, against a drop of milk. So what we see from here is that no, once the milk made the meatball ulcer, you need bitl against the entire meatball in, in, in the remaining pot. Now, when is this said? Meaning, one more part in the Shulchan we'll go back and review the whole thing, that this sequential bleus is only when you did not mix it right away. However, so imagine your wife would see you doing this. A drop of milk fell out, fell on the meatball, and you quickly mix it in. Or you covered it. That that in halacha is also considered mixing it. 
in Hilcha Shabbos, you're not allowed to cover a, a pot that's on the fire, right? You're looking at your child on Friday night, you have a problem, you can't cover it. So if you mix it right away, then you don't no longer have this sequential buildup. What you have is a drop of milk and a pot of meatballs. And as long as you have shishim against, against the drop of milk, you're good to go. So once again, we see two things. We see that there's chatich and as nevela on the, on the meat. And for some reason, it only, it only uh, becomes chatich and as nevela when there's a sequential transferring. But if, it, if it's all mixed in right away, then you'll have beto. So let's take apart this, uh, the shulchan aruch. And... Why is it not the vatel of Ah, so all the pesukim ask, why is it not vatel sechila? I mean, Kivayer asked, why is it not bishul basar v'chalav? Maybe the, the milk wasn't fully cooked. So we're going to talk about that. The shach, everyone asked that kasha on the uh, on the mechaber. Just, just on that shabbos, you can't cover the pot. If, the, if you open up the crock pot, right? Yeah, so covering a pot, uh, covering a pot on Shabbos is, is the same as as uh, magus. Is is uh, tantamount to uh, mixing it on Shabbos, as we see. And therefore, if something is not uh, fully cooked, there will be an isidaraisa. Not only that, even if it is fully cooked, where machmir, it's not so clear why. Ramosha has a piece in Dibris Moshe. He says that's called a ma'isabishal. Um, it's a big chiddush, but he's just trying to explain why we are machmir. We are machmir that one is not allowed to mix something that's on the fire, even if it's fully cooked. So you have a shayla. Um, let's say you have a big uh, chalant. Can you take chalant directly from the crock pot on, Shab- on Shabbos day? Halachas, you can't. You'd have to remove it from the pot, from the he- heating element. Do the proper chazara if you want to put it back for later. But you cannot do that. We once had a shayla here regarding uh, what? Chazara has to be with the cover on it already. Yeah, yeah, you put the cover on before you put it back. Right, right, for sure. Uh, we had a shayla recently. Um, not there was a, it was once a shayla here regarding um, chafing dishes. So you have a uh, Friday night smorg type of uh, they're serving like a smorg, and everything is on on um, on sternos. The sternos ash. So first, we have a question: If there's a minog that uh, n- not to have uncovered fires on Shabbos, it's brought down. The piskei shuvas brings it down. That even if things are fully cooked, now halachically, if something's fully cooked, or even a third cooked according to Chananya, then there's no problem of shemi that you might stoke the coals. But the minog, if you look in the the, the halacha and other paiskim, they said the minog is not to have an open flame uh, going into Shabbos. So they have to cover the fire. That's first of all. A bigger issue is if they're serving something with a sauce. So then. You're running into potential derisa issues where someone is going to be serving directly from from, from the from the sternos. So our place in the CRC, they, they held that no, it depends. Only things that are solids, like a, a kugel, you know, there's no hot gust on a kugel. But something that's a liquid, you will not be able to serve it on the sterno uh, Friday night if it's if it's if the fire is still on. So yeah, hagasa, it's a similar concept. It, it's called a mice bishel, and uh, and one will not be able to do that on Shabbos. Mixing it or covering a pot, but either way, we see that that that's a, it's the same thing as mixing when it comes to when it comes to basu b'chalav. Okay, so let's go back a second. We had a, a meatball that's on that's in the in the uh, in the pot of meatballs. It's one specific meatball. I know which one it is, and the milk fell on it. So, what's the halacha? Again, if the meat is sixty times the drop of milk, the shiloh doesn't begin. Not a problem. But let's say you made mini meatballs and you don't have shishim against it. So that meatball is usser. But we have the same question. Why don't we say that this meatball subsequently gives taste into the rest of the pot? Now I need shishim. I need 60 times that that piece of meat because there will be a subsequent transfer of, uh, of, of taste. 
And the Shulchan Aruch, in fact, says, yes, there would be, unless you mixed it the entire time. If you quickly mixed it, then, then there will be no, there will be no, no problem. So just to review, if you have the meatball, the meatball will, will that is called basar b'chala. We're going to call it a basar b'chala meatball. Chatichanas in the vela. I need sixty times this meatball if I'm calling this meatball treif. But if I mixed it right away before that meatball became basar b'chala, so we view it as if a drop of milk fell into my pot of meatballs. Now there's the the way the mechaber says. I just go back to mechaber. He says. Ah, so there is. There's a huge uh, sugi here. Which part is bothering you? The meatball itself is falling into a pot of meatballs. So right. even if you have sixty to one, but it's mimimina. Very good. So so question is like this: mimimina would still need shishim if it's a liquid, but it'd only be midrabanan. Midaraisa, it should be Batabaraith. The way the Gemara brings it down, the Gemara assumes it is, in fact, Minbaminoi. The Gemara is asking, according to Abi Huda, who holds Minbamina is never Bato. The, the original Gemara is talking about Minbaminoi. And this is a case of Minbaminoi, you're 100% correct, that the meatball going back into the meat is Minbaminoi. And according to Abi Huda, it should never be Bato. Okay? That, that's how the Gemara sets it up. Uh, what about us? We go with the Rabbanon. Minbaminoi is Batabaraith. But that's only on a Deraisa level. On a Derabanan level, if you remember the uh, bourbon, right? The Rabbanon level, we say, we make a gzera, enoi minoi atu minoi. I'm sorry, min minoi atu enoi minoi. That if I would allow bitl baroiv by minoi, you would assume it would work by enoi minoi, a different type of food, and, and where halachically midaraisa it's aser, and therefore there's a gzera by, even by min minoi, since it's only a gzera, we spoke about chametz, there would not be a knas on chametz sh'arvalav pesach if, if you had a min minoi alcohol, one was chametz, one was kidneys or something, so there wouldn't be a knas. Because that's only Asr Midrabanan, there's no Knas, but there is an Isr Dirabanan. So, according to what Ramani is saying here, this whole concept of the meat going back in would only be uh, Min Biminoi, and therefore would only be Asr Midrabanan, which is fine. However, we, we mentioned this two weeks ago, we spoke about the uh, general chow sauce, that you have to figure out the, how it fits with the Gemara. Now, let's say you had two types of sauce, right? We had general chow, someone, you had a chef, he mixed together five uh, jars of general chow. Four of them had Ashkacha. OU, one of them was made in a, a mixed uh, kitchen, trave kitchen, okay? Forget about uh, other heterim. So we wanted to say, maybe it's called min They're all, they all taste. They all taste the same. So it should be min bimina and shibato. The problem was we mentioned that the non-kosher one doesn't have anything inherently wrong with the product. It's not, it's not, you know, they're not using any wine vinegar. It's not coming from pork. It's just it was made in a non-kosher kitchen. So what flavor would it have that's trafe? It's not its own flavor. It's a different flavor. So the non-kosher flavor is going to be, is not min biminoi with the, with the other sauce. The other sauce was made in an equipment that only does general chow. This general chow sauce has bleus of pork. So the pork is not min biminoi with the rest of it. So this, we said it's a machlekes. We spoke about it two weeks ago. And really, really, if you go look into the Rishonim and you learn this Bian, the Machlekes is based on this Gemara. How do we understand the meatball going back into the meat? Is Do we say that the, the, the meatball became a new, de, a new we call it Basar Bechalav, and therefore it's Min Biminoi, as the Gemara sounds like it. It's Min Biminoi going back into the meat. And Midaraisa, you might have bit them. you still need Shishim. Or do we say no, that it, it, it has, it, it's called Basar Bechalav, but the Bliya is a Bliya of Chalav, it's a Bliya of milk, and it's not called... It's not necessarily called min biminoi. Either way, we would we would assume that Rav Mendi is correct that we're dealing with a case of min biminoi. If you look in the Prima Gadim, 
here he says, we're going to come up with a few kulas. And he says, I, how would be Mako? He says, anyways, the whole thing is min beminoi, as Armani said. Anyways, it's min beminoi, and it's batabarai of midaraisa. So therefore, we could be Mako in certain cases. Right? He talks, oh, I'll get to some of the cases he discusses where he mentions that, anyways, we're dealing with a case of, of min beminoi. Rashi and the Ri had to understand the Mishnah. So the Mishnah said that if it's Chutz uh, Lakdeira, if it's outside the Kedeira, meaning th- this meatball was above the line, let's assume there's a line in, uh, you know, above the sauce, then this halacha applies. But if the meatball is in the sauce, so then the halacha doesn't start. It's a regular case of a pe- uh, drop of milk falling into a pot. If you have shishim in the pot, it's bottle. If you don't have shishim, it's not bottle. So you have machlekes Rashi and the Ri, a fundamental machlekes. Rashi learns that in order for the meatball to be considered part and parcel of the pot, it has to be fully submerged. But if it's not fully submerged, that's considered a separate entity. It, it will become usser first. And if you don't mix it right away, it would then subsequently usser the rest of the pot unless you had shishim. The Ri says no. The Ri says as long as you have some of it, inside the liquid so it has some connection it's it's not you know it's not on it's not perched on top of another piece then it will be considered part of the pot part of the kadera and as as soon as it drops in you would just count the entire pot against the drop of milk that's the uh, machlekes rashi and the re the question is how do we understand the uh how do you understand rashi According to Rashi, you have to learn the Gemara. You know, there's, there's a there's a catch twenty two here. On one hand, the, the the Gemara sounds like the meat became aser first, and if you didn't mix it, it would it would it would then aser. If you didn't mix it, it would then aser the rest of it. So on one hand, to become aser, it has to be considered a separate entity. Otherwise, you wouldn't you wouldn't measure it based on its own volume. You would measure it. Uh, in the context of the entire pot. So obviously it's separate, otherwise the milk wouldn't affect it on its own, independently. So if it's separate, then how does the taste transfer back into the pot? We said, oh, there's a there's a sequential uh, issue here. If you didn't mix it right away, if there's a sequence, the milk goes into the meatball, and then you have chatichanas and avela, now you need shishim against the entire meatball. But how did that happen? If the meatball is separate, so then it shouldn't affect the rest of the the rest of the pot. And if it's connected, so then it should be connected to create bittel. And you really could ask that on the re as well. So there's a few different uh, mahalchem here. Maybe we should divide it by the uh, by the line that everything on top of the meat is considered. on top of the water line, your uh, tomato sauce is considered separate. But that piece also has part of it that's Submerge in the water. That part could go spread because there's a, there's there's lach there's there's a liquid there. Perhaps you could divide it. Others will say no. We're not going to divide it. There's another halacha based on based on shamnunis that it's a fatty. Maybe the meat or the milk was fatty and that could spread even if there's no uh, even if it's if it's on top of another piece. Or perhaps the easy way out, classic response by the achronim would be, we're being machmir for both. We're not sure. We're not sure if it's considered separate or it's considered part of it. So we'll be machmer for both. We'll be machmer that it, become, it could become usher on its own. And we'll be machmer that it spreads into other 
into other into other foods. Lamaisa the the Rama, uh, according to the Shach, sounds like we should be machmer for Rashi at least lechatchila. Now, by the way, this chumra is both ways. According to Rashi, the chumra would be the clear chumra would be. Let's say you did not have shishim against the milk, so that meatball became aser, and then it went back in. So then you would not have and, and you wouldn't have bitol, so it would aser the entire the entire pot. According to the re, the re would be would be uh, would be machmer in a case. Hold on, case would be. Yeah, the opposite case. According to the re, it's it's always considered connected, and and, uh, and unless it's it's a uh, it's 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 a uh, perched on top. So the re would have a chumra with the re's chumra. If it escapes me, but there, there would be a chumra according to. I'm sure if you could figure out creatively what the re's chumra would be, that he holds that it's always considered connected. Okay. Did he take it out right away? If you right, if you remove it right away, correct. If you remove it right away, right, remove it right away, and it's and it's and it's connected, didn't help you. If you don't have shisha, move on. Tap it, fine. Thanks. Okay. Okay, there's a lot more here in the lambda, so I just want to go to the to the end of the sif the sif base, which which gets into the more the the kolyistic inyanim, and that is, the machaber said if you mix it right away, it's all it's all fine. It, meaning, yeah, the, the milk fell into the meatball. Uh, there will not be there will not be any issue. If you go further on in the machaber, we'll skip the Rama for now. He says, Let's say it fell into your pot of meatballs, but you don't know. You don't know which one it fell on. Then you can mix the entire thing. Here you can actually do it to be a dying. And if you can't find the you would definitely just rely on on, on, on shishim. So, and by the way, the Ramah points out we hold you have to mix it right away. That if you if you waited a few seconds, it wouldn't help. You'd have to mix it right away. So we asked a few questions. Question number one was, if you have milk in this, it's on one of the meatballs, and we said you didn't have bittel in the meatball against that 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 uh, drop of milk. So then that meatball is usher. So by mixing it together, you're being mavatel isulachatchila. Halacha is in mavatel and isulachatchila. You cannot uh, give an example. This comes up not just in Yaridea comes up in other places. The Gemara in Bea talks about you had muksa wood. If it was a separate entity, and now you wanted to add kosher wood, right? The non-muksa wood, you're not allowed to do that. But if it was a mixture already, then you could add on to the mixture. But without that mixture, previous mixture, you would not be able to be mavatel islechachila. And that to your side, one is not allowed to be mavatel islechachila. You can't make a recipe with a 1% cream in it. So by mixing it, you're being mavatel islechachila. So What's the what, what's the heter for this? So there's a few different reasons to be makel. Number one, just to go back to min b'minoy, if you uh is we know this from the Gemara talks about teisha chanuyas. The Gemara Ksubis talks about you had nine restaurants, and you find um, you find one piece of meat uh, outside the restaurant, and you had one non kosher, one non kosher. So there the Gemara says achirab mahatois. You're allowed to rely on the rive. You have a similar case over there and other places. Let's say you have three pieces of meat, three cold pieces of meat, and you're not sure which one's kosher, which one's not, but you know that the majority is kosher, right? This kosher. 
if you remember the uh, LA meat scandal in uh, what was it 2012 in um, Arab Pesach, so they had they they had invoices that 70% of the meat was black kosher, 30% wasn't. So halacha is you go by right. If you go by right, and uh, so it depends. If you go into the store, the way the shach understands it, this is Ravelsi's psak from, uh, he was rehabbing after surgery, but his psak was based on the shach, according to the Machlekes Russian Rashba, if nobody knew about it, well, someone knew about it, but uh, the people didn't know about it until after the fact. So there it's called called the parish. It was already removed. It's in their freezer. It's in their, it's ready. They made it, made a roast. So called the parish. Meruba parish. And you go by right, as long as it was more than 50% was kosher, halacha is allowed to eat it, there's no problem, 100% kosher, enjoy. But to go in afterwards, even if it's uh, raiv kosher, so there it will be, it will be called kokavua. This is totally off topic. Kokavua is kamechza amechza. It's 50-50, and therefore it would be suffix, it would be deraisa. But either way, over there, in that, in that sugya, there's a concept of yavish biyavish. If you have three pieces of meat, Two kosher, one non-kosher, halachas is about to arrive. There's a shayla if you can eat all three, or eat all three at the same time, where you know one of them is non-kosher. But let's ignore that for a second. Halachas, you're allowed to eat. The halachas is about to arrive. So the achranim say, you had 10 meatballs here. Only one meatball has a drop of milk on it. So the meatballs are min b'minoi. It's yavish b'yavish. The, the, the meatballs are, are bottle, and therefore... We ignore the rest of the tomato sauce. We just look at the meatballs itself, and it's really about to arrive. And by mixing it together, you, you there's no problem of in because really, really technically, it's not it's not an issue of of uh, of bouillus because it's, we could view it as min bimina. That's one heter. The shach says something else. The shach says anytime you have a suffix, there's no problem of in mavatlin islechatchila. The only time there's a issue of is when you know for sure there's, there's something usr here. But let's say there's no, I don't know, I'm not sure if there's any isr, then there's no problem of being mevatel So I'll give an example. So historically, and we spoke about this a few times already, historically the liquid medicines without ashkacha had glycerin that, that might have come from animal oil animal glycerin. Today, 99% of the pharmaceutical grade glycerin is either from uh, non-food you know, products or it's coming from corn, vegetable sources, and therefore you don't have to worry about that and you can take liquid medicine. But back in the day, people had the Shiloh. So Rabbi Heinemann came up with a chap. He did the mathematics, the most glycerin that would possibly be in the liquid medicine. And if you're dealing with a 10-year-old child, let him take a, uh, take a little bit of water and put in the dosage of Tylenol or Benadryl or NyQuil, whatever they're taking, and you could be mavata the glycerin the chatrila. Why not? So you take two ounces of water and a table, I forgot his measurement, and one tablespoon of medicine, and even if you had glycerin, it'd be mavata the chatrila. Now, there it's kavanos and mavata. He's, he's, the Rav told him, be mavata it. How you got to be mavata it? So, one hetter, he said, and this is based on the shach somewhere, that for a choyle, there's no iser of be mavata the chatrila. When it comes to a chayla, when it comes to medicine, that's one heter. The other heter is this shach, that anytime there's a suffix, and the glycerin is only a suffix, if it came from vegetable source or animal source, there's no problem of being mevatel eselechatchila. I'll give you another example. Um, let's see, a frozen frozen uh, raspberries or, or uh, frozen blackberries, right? Let, let's assume it's only a suffix if it has bugs, okay? So if I puree it, any any uh, bug part will be bottle in the final mixture. There won't be a barrier anymore. 
So am I allowed to puree it in order to make a smoothie? So there's another heter there because you're not trying to get rid of the bugs. You're trying to make a smoothie. And that might work even if you know for sure there are bugs there. But let's assume we're not relying on that heter. But just simply to rely on the shach, since it's only a suffix, it's not called to be mavatel. Anytime it's only a suffix, if it's usr, that's the uh, that's the shita of the shach over here. He has another tarot. He says, if something is part of a tarubis already, it's already in the mixture. I'm not adding new things to the mavatalit. I'm just shaking it, basically. So there, there would not be a problem of ein mavatal is l'chatchila. We actually had this in a random way in Kashrus. So there's, there's a product called colostrum. So colostrum, mammals, right before they uh, give birth, and the first uh, 24, 48 hours after giving birth, the, the glands, uh, they, they give out colostrum. Now, there's a high... Protein content. I don't know what it goes into, but we give ashkacha. Many, many. Uh, there are companies, very few, not that many companies, but some companies will, will, uh, will make colostrum. Very often, the colostrum contains blood. Like in kashas, you never think about hilchas dam. Why would there ever be blood in, in our food? Dam, yeah. And there's in the slaughterhouse, there's dam. But sometimes you're, you're looking at the milk, and it actually, if, depending on how it's uh, mixed, you could actually see dam blood in in, in the pails. From the classroom, as you can imagine, it, it, the the udders are very sensitive. So yeah, the dam is the, the dam is nikvash right? Yeah, so if we're good. We got we got we give a whole shear on it. If if we're seeing the dam, is that called dam? Is that called chalav? But what what if they ha- they have sensitive udders? So that's real dam. That's not the dam nechav chalav. Anyways, the question is when by the time it gets mixed into the product, they're not they're not selling colostrum. They're spray drawing it into a powder, and it's going into I don't know some special protein drink. I don't know what it's going into. At that point, it's definitely bottle. You're not going to see the dam. There's no chazuso. You're not going to see it. Is that called ein mevatlin is lechatchila? Meaning to give hashkacha on something, we, in hashkacha we don't do things that are relying on bittel. So is that called ein mevatlin is lechatchila? So lechaira, uh, you can rely on the shach. The shach says anytime it's already in a mixture and all you're doing is shaking that mixture as as the, as the Mechaber says, you're you're just shaking it. So I'm not being mavatalis lechila. I'm just putting it in a different uh, state. I'm, I'm putting it into a different um, setting in order to in order to uh, invoke bittel. So it's over here. So I have a little bit of blood. So yeah, it's on top of the bucket now. But once when I when I spray dry and everything, you're not going to see it anymore. It's bato bashishim. It's just a chazusa. Is not bato. Perhaps there will not be an issue of of ein mavatalis lechila. Just by the way, the last question. That, that you asked was regarding the uh, bishul. Uh, the last question, Abikivay, you asked, how could you mix it? You're, maybe you're cooking basa b'chalav. You had a drop of milk that might not have been uh, cooked together with meat yet, and by mixing it, that's hagasa, that's bishul. You can't do it on Shabbos. It's basa b'chalav. And he says tzarachin, tzarachin. I don't know how you're allowed to do it. So Ramosha, Ramosha Feinstein, he says, it's the same tarots we had way back. We spoke about davar sheina mischavin. You don't have any kavana to cook the basa b'chalav. You're simply trying to uh, quickly mix it before the rabbi says your meatballs are asr. So you're trying to mix it. You have no intention of cooking basa b'chalav. And it's only a suffix if the milk was cooked already. So it's called a psik ratio l'sha'avar. We said a suffix psik ratio. We spoke about many cases that are suffix psik ratio. You're walking down the street. You don't know if the cameras are on. All those type, all those scenarios. So Ramosh says this is a classic uh, uh, application of of a suffix psik ratio. And he says that that's a territory. He It's actually a raya that the mechaber holds. There'll be no problem of of uh, of do, of doing something where you're not sure if the results going. If you're not sure if, if uh, it was cooked yet, 
there's no problem of bishul basim cholav if it's a uh, davar sheni he did not have kavana to cook. Okay, we'll stop here.